Welcome to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. I trust your opinion. And now, for your host, she's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity. Well, you can hear me on the Welcome you today to CSE Talk Radio. It's my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. And I'm so excited because I have someone in the studio. It doesn't happen often, but we have Larry Barron's with us today. He is with Power of the Future, and uh, Daniel will be calling in, too. We thought we'd surprise Daniel, but he had to tell him because Daniel's his <laughs> boss. So, anyway, he recently moved closer. He's in Missouri now, and we invited him to come visit us, and, and we kind of liked him. Oh, so wow. we had him come back. Give me time. Give me time. <laughs> well, let's go to the Lord in prayer as we get started today. For such a time as this, when most gracious Heavenly Father, we come before you with hearts of thankfulness, gratefulness. We praise you for the God that you are, the great I am. And we thank you, Father, for always having a loving heart of forgiveness. We know we don't deserve the grace and the mercy that you bestow upon us, but we are thankful and grateful for those things. And may we be instruments to show that same love and grace that you'd show to us and forgiveness. Father, we do pray that you will change our hearts and change the hearts of those who are leading us down this evil road. Change their hearts, Father. May they come to know you. For we know that they they do these evil things because they are totally lost. Totally. We ask, Father, for a healing of our land because of the sin that is just rampant across it. We ask, as your children, for that gift of discernment and wisdom. And then, Father, courage to be the witnesses you would have us to be here in this world. We know that it's what you have commanded us to do, to go out and share the gospel. And I believe that for such a time as this, you have placed me right here. I still haven't figured out why, but you have. And I'm trying to be obedient in that. It is for such a time as this that I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, happy Friday, y'all. I asked Rudy what special day is it. He does this to me every now and then. He goes, oh, it's nothing special. Well, it's National Cabbage Day. So, I mean, if you like coleslaw and cabbage, it's, that's pretty special. And I like fried cabbage. You ever have fried cabbage? Well, you got bacon in it, Rudy. It's got to be good. It's got bacon in it. And it's National Random Act of Kindness Day. So, You know, when you're going through McDonald's or something, you know, pay for the people behind you or in front of you. I guess that's behind you. You have to pay for the people behind you. Uh, Do something kind to others. I I told Rudy he was was free to do all kinds of acts of random kindness to me today if he wanted to. Oh. Well, Monday we talked about brave Americans and how we need America to rescue us. Brave Americans who are not afraid to speak out. Who do we need rescued from? Well, probably China and Russia, the politicians, the intellectuals, and yes, our corrupt media. And I still believe, I truly do, that we, the people, outnumber them 
all of them. But do we have the diligence to remain forever vigilant? Sometimes I worry about our stamina for liberty. The enemies are within, and they've been working very hard for a very long time to take America down, to fundamentally change America. On Tuesday, of course, it was Valentine's Day. But, you know, we talked about the media blackout, in particular in Ukraine. I have a really interesting article about that. Some gentleman that was uh, wanting to learn a new language in his mid-age, she said. And so he listens to French um, radio, media, and how the French were covering the Ukraine war differently than America. They were actually covering both sides of the story. And then we talked about, again, where is Secretary Petey when the Ohio train derailment is just, oh, it's just devastating what's happened there in that land, in that, in that area. And the FBI asset that set up the Proud Boys. And where is justice in America? Wednesday we talked about, we're in a heap of trouble, boy. And Daniel was our guest on Wednesday, so we talked about a lot of things then. Thursday, we talked about we're living in crazy times. That was yesterday. And with, I, again, want to encourage you to follow me on Substack. I'm writing uh, something there every day. It's a lot of work <laughs> to keep on writing. But pronouns, we talked about the pronouns and the lack of truth and identity and the genders, and they no longer can say male or female or mother and father. It's now sperm donor an egg donor. So if you're a woman, and I was thinking I was being really smart asking this question of my husband. Now remember, we're in rural America. He grew up on a farm. And I said, so when a woman, you know, reaches this point that she runs out of eggs, what do they call her then? And of course he says, a broiler. Yeah. How many of you ever watched the animation movie Chicken Run? It was Mel Gibson was the star rooster in that. It was really a great movie. Uh, I thought it was funny. And then, of course, we had, I didn't see him except on the news last night, Don Lamone. I guess it goes right along with him saying that certain women in their 50s are past their prime. Uh, he's taken a little heat for that. And then we found a couple of quotes that we didn't share yesterday, but we should have shared them yesterday, but we didn't find them till today. Because we were talking about the intellectuals and the elitists who want world dominance against all we the people. So the, the quote is, it is a thousand times better to have common sense, thus the name of the show, without education than to have education without common sense. That was by Robert Greene Emersall. Um, he's an American lawyer and writer during the golden age of free thought. <laughs> And then the other one is an unknown author. We do not know who said it. But modern education is teaching people to be smart enough to repeat what they've been told and to follow orders and making them dumb enough to think that makes them smarter than everyone else. Pretty much what's going on. And now it is Friday. We're still talking about China balloons and maybe Russian ones, too. We don't know. Our leadership came out. Our faithful president came out yesterday to put us all at ease. Every one of us should rest knowing they don't have a clue. Pretty much that's what they said. They don't have a clue. We don't know what they are, but we're going to shoot them down. That's kind of dangerous. That's kind of dangerous. And the 2024 presidential election 
is ramping up, folks. It's ramping up. And, of course, we're still in horror, and we need to be praying for all our fellow Americans in East Palestine, Ohio, after the train derailment, chemical spill and burn, and the contamination that seems to be lingering. Have you seen the water there? Got pretty rainbows in it. I thought it was telling with the EPA when Senator J.D. Vance said, if it's safe, why don't you drink it? (laughs) I don't know that they took that challenge, but... Censorship in the media is still going on. We have a blackout about several things. And I'm going to run out of time before I get to this one, but we will talk about it today. There is an awkward, an obvious awkward silence in Fox News. The, you know, the conservative news network regarding censorship of Newsmax. Perhaps they only defend free speech when it isn't one of their competitors. I do want to talk about that a little bit. I, I get disappointed in Newsmax, too, so I'm not just picking on Fox. I think sometimes everybody just plays too much politics and doesn't necessarily stay to truth and common sense. I hear the music. We're headed into a break, and I believe we will have your boss when we come back. Daniel Turner will join us for his weekly report about our power of the future, and we will be right back. I'm Mr. H, here to tell you about an unusual and sensational nutritional product that contains nine exotic fruits, 13 vitamins, 17 herbs, 18 amino acids, and 70 colloidal trace minerals. It's called Immuno 150. Nothing like it in the world. If you're trying to get rid of some pain or correct any health issue, you might try Immuno 150. Look at the website immuno150.com. That's I-M-M-U-N-O-150.com. You've probably never consumed more than 20 minerals in your life, but your body needs at least 60 minerals. So try Immuno 150 to see what 70 minerals and 80 other nutrients can do for you. Call 888-316-2224. That's 888-316-2224. Made in America is more than just a slogan. It's a brand we all look for to better this nation's economy. Liberty Tabletop is the brand of Cheryl Manufacturing, the only manufacturer of flatware in the United States of America. Liberty Tabletop creates high-quality flatware at a competitive price using the finest quality 1810 chromium nickel stainless steel. Oh, and by the way, the steel they use is also made in the USA. The steel is tested for lead and other toxic trace elements, so you bring to your family a safe, and pure product that will last for generations. Setting your table is an important part of every meal. The patterns you choose say something about you and your family. Bringing America home with LibertyTabletop.com or go to my website, csetalkradio.com, and click on their link. Call Liberty Tabletop at 844-386-2338. Use the promo code BETHANN and receive 10% off your purchase. LibertyTabletop.com. 
Daniel Turner, founder and executive director of Power the Future, agrees that America is blessed with an abundance of reliable energy sources. Our natural resources are the lifeblood of our nation and have made our nation prosperous. Rural America is the heart of production in this nation. Our food, manufacturing, trucking, and yes, our energy. Power the Future promotes jobs in rural America, specifically our energy jobs. These jobs are all under attack. Wealthy radicals like Tom Stiers and George Soros promise to break the nation's energy independence. Their beloved Green New Deal attacks all that is good in this nation. Our food, our land, our jobs, our families, and of course, our gassy cows. Power the Future is fighting for you, rural America. Join them. Visit PowerTheFuture.com. See the latest news and donate to those who are fighting for you. PowerTheFuture.com. Power the Future is fighting to keep America's lights on. We have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. I promised you, Daniel, we're going to have Daniel. We're having a little phone trouble. So we're going to figure that out. So Larry's going to punt. We're going to punt it to Larry with Power of the Future. I'll do my best. All I'll right. Best. <laughs> Your boss will call in. He may be listening. Maybe, I know. It's, maybe it's just a plot. And so now I have to say truthful things. He <laughs> probably listen. I think you do say truthful things. <laughs> what about him? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So what's going on in Power of the Future this week? You know, there's a whole lot when it comes to energy. You know, we're watching, obviously, gas prices. We're watching the impact of Chinese balloons and our relationship with China. Because as many Americans know, when you have someone who's pushing those sun panels and those windmills, well, those come from mostly a singular country. And it's the same country that sends balloons over our country. And so for all those years that, you know, President's Day is coming up, we've had president after president, Republican, Democrat, saying we should be energy independent. We achieved it. We had it under President Trump. And it felt so good. And then it was surrendered, right? And it was surrendered in the name of let's get these sun panels from this country that's sending balloons overhead. So those are things that that we're talking about as we look forward to President's Day. We're going to look at maybe the presidents who haven't drained our strategic petroleum reserve. Which one was that? (laughs) I think there was one that tried to fill it up at a pretty (laughs) affordable rate. And so there's a whole lot to, to go on in energy. I think, you know, we've seen over the past uh, year, two years plus, ever since uh, Biden was sworn in, more and more Americans are learning where their energy comes from, how fundamental it is to our society, and how Washington has just messed it all up. Well, um, it is President's Day coming up. A lot of people get a day off. I, I, I think I won't. My boss doesn't let me have a day off. <laughs> it's going to be tough. Huh? It's going to be tough. Yeah. They used to have all kinds of... Uh, you know, sales going on. You go shopping and stuff on President's Day because we all know that's what Washington did. <laughs> George George went shopping. That's what he did. Oh, we have Daniel. Oh, we're going to have to behave. Daniel, <laughs> welcome back. How are you? Oh, it's good to hear from you, and happy Friday. Happy Friday to you. What's going on? I just asked Larry what's going on, but I want I want your opinion. I want, I want yeah. what the boss well. says. <laughs> There's always a lot going on, but you know, even Larry and I were talking about this over over text just early this morning. The thing that I've been thinking about is we watched this terrible train disaster in Ohio, mm. and we 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 realized that obviously there's always a risk when you're moving chemicals and materials around the country by rail. Um, but but we used to propose a bunch of pipelines to move dangerous materials and they all got shot down 
right? Mm. We canceled some major pipelines because of environmental concerns, and we went back to shipping them by rail. I mean, people sometimes forget that Keystone Pipeline um, wasn't going to bring for the first time oil to the Gulf Coast. It was going to bring it for the first time by a pipeline because right now it comes via train. Um, pipelines are safer. They're greener. They're underground. They're they're uh, better for the environment. They're better for public health. And so it's just bizarre to watch this terrible train reaction, the train derailment, and an administration say, well, what's the alternative? Pipelines can't have pipelines, can't have rail. So the alternative is nothing. The alternative is the Stone Age. So I guess to answer your question, Beth Ann, what's going on? I'm getting ready to live in the Stone Age because that's where the Biden administration is sending. Oh, yes. Well, now, let me play the devil's advocate just a little bit. I had a lot of listeners in Nebraska that were against the pipeline because they were concerned about contamination, possible leakage of the aquifers. But I, and I'm not on top of this like you guys are. But what about how many leaky pipelines have we had that would hurt the environment in that way, like the aquifers or anything else like that? I mean, whenever there is a pipeline incident, you always hear about it in the news. Um, the original Keystone had a small spill a couple of months ago. A lot of people think it was a deliberate act of sabotage, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that is, as of now, unproven. We do know there are environmental groups who this is their, their MO. This is what they do is they yes, sabotage yes, pipelines. Um, so is there a risk? I'm not going to say there's not. There's always a risk. But, you know, there's a risk walking out the door right now that a tree could fall on you. The, the, what we have to do is not say we, we are never going to eliminate risk. What we have to do is choose what is the least risky of all of the available options. Because the other alternative is nothing. And so you could say, well, I'm worried about the aquifers. I get it. But do you want oil and gas or not? Do you want to live in, in, in the, the first world or not? So there has to be the, the selection of what makes the most sense. And pipelines are by far the most environmentally friendly. Heck, even even the Cub Scout Secretary of Transportation, Pete Buttigieg, <laughs> said there are over a thousand train derailments uh, a, a year that's a pretty big number i guarantee you there aren't a thousand pipe leaks a year and if there were you would hear about them in the news so, you know I, so that's you know, the response to that i have a listener one time that told me that missouri has all kinds of pipelines underneath it we're like we're like the super underground highway of pipelines here and i don't recall hearing any incidents that doesn't mean they didn't happen but i they usually make the news big. I mean, I remember us watching all the the oil-covered fowls and dead fish when, you know, Exxon or somebody had a, a spill out at sea. But they're not saying anything, as I mentioned to you Tuesday, about these dead whales that are being beached. <laughs> and that, that's got to be bad. No. No, environmentalists have been very quiet about what's happening with the whales, what's happening in Ohio. Um, and the reason, reason why is because... They have an agenda, and it's not the environment is not their agenda, and That's animals right. are not their agenda. Their That's agenda right. is socialism, and and good, the Green New Deal is a socialist manifesto, and that's what they want. Environmentalism is is, is socialism. Uh, it has at its heart, just as socialism does, the the punishment of humanity. It hates humanity. It is a deeply anti-human philosophy. So they're not going to talk about whales or contaminated water by a rail spill 
because that may hurt their agenda and, and they only care about their agenda. Well, yeah, it doesn't meet their agenda. The, the narrative isn't there. They're not going to be there. But there's also talk, and I, they haven't proven it or anything, but apparently there has been some sporadic sabotage of the rails. And so there has been talk that that might have happened. Uh, there's no proof of it. Um, I think it was just handled completely wrong. Um, I've got, got to say that I have the wisdom to know how to handle it completely right when you have that many contaminants being spilled. Um, but I feel for these people there in Ohio. I, I really am concerned about them. Uh, we have, I've lived long enough. I've seen the results of other poisons, what it has done to to unborn children and to young people and to the elderly. And years down the road, they'll find out yeah. how, what, and, what and, has really happened. And we're never going to live in a world that doesn't have access. True. And that's unfortunate, and that is reality. And I don't think the people of East Palestine expect to live in utopia. But what they do expect is answers and accountability and, and assistance, whether it's from the government, whether it's from the companies responsible what they don't expect is to be stonewalled and, and to just be told, just shut up, drink the water, everything's fine, but no one is here to help you. Um, and that's, that's the sad thing of what's happening there. The accident right. itself is tragic, absolutely. The air, the water contamination is tragic. But what's really tragic is the lack of sympathy we're showing, which is why I put on social media earlier, the only solution for the people of East Palestine is to act like the other Palestine. It's to attack Israel, launch suicide bombs, because that Palestine gets all the attention from Joe Biden. They love that Palestine. They send them billions of dollars. They send them weapons. They send them aid. So for the people of East Palestine, start attacking Israel, and maybe this administration will give you some money. Yeah, I, I think you're absolutely right. It's in rural America. They really don't care about rural America. Uh, you know, we're not the pretty people. You know, we don't dress in the nicest clothes. We maybe don't all get to the dentist on time. <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm just saying they're poor. That particular area is poor and it mm-hmm. means nothing to our nation. They're talking about poor people. They're not the right color. Maybe they're not the right no. color of poor people. Maybe they're, that's what it is. They're poor, they're white, and they're Christian. And those are three things this administration does not care about. And they also voted for Trump in that county. And, and just as proof of that, when a bunch of New Yorkers, and don't forget I'm a New Yorker, but when a bunch of New Yorkers are stuck at the airport for the day, it is all over the news. Oh, my gosh. New Yorkers can't make it on a plane. Breaking news nonstop, because that's what the media cares about. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I've never been to New York. I used to want to visit it, but I'm not going to there right now. <laughs> and, uh, I, you know, it scared me to death that day. You told me that you never rode a yellow school bus. You would, took the subway to school. And I'm thinking, <laughs> there's no way I'd let my kid get on the subway these days. <laughs> not without proper training. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, I hear the music. Daniel, thank you. Thank you for coming in. Thank you for letting Larry come in. We're going to have some fun. Appreciate it. God bless you. Have a wonderful weekend. Thank you. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann, and we'll be right back.
And we have returned to listening to CSC Talk Radio. Well, I'm having fun. We've got Larry here in the office, and Rudy already warned me earlier on. He said, don't talk so much so Larry can talk. So I'm going to finish <laughs> I'm going to finish up my monologue here because I, I do want to talk a little bit about Fox okay. and their awkward silence um, regarding the censorship of Newsmax. And uh, I said, perhaps they don't defend free speech if it's one of their competitors. Now, they were quick and said they stand by CNN when the Trump administration had to punish Jim Acosta for his arrogant and physical disrespect disrespectful behavior i don't know if you remember that uh he was trying he wouldn't he pushed the woman's hand away when she was trying to get the microphone the president was telling him to give the microphone back and he wouldn't do it and when they gave him a little punishment i don't when you're in trouble on the in a game you get punished for so many games you don't get to come in and that's all it was um and fox news said they stood by CNN, because they considered that a violation of freedom of speech. And Hannity was in on this. I know everybody loves Hannity, but he's probably the highest paid talk show opinion host that there is. Am I jealous? No, not really, but maybe a little bit. Maybe a little bit. <laughs> but he's always into this, I don't believe in boycotts. But boycotts is Americans' freedom of speech. If you don't like what somebody's doing, don't buy their product. Yep. I believe in boycotts. I, I don't believe in you boycotting me, but I believe in boycotts. <laughs> <laughs> but I felt like President Donald Trump had absolute right to tell him he wasn't allowed in another pro- in another press conference ever, as long as the administration was in charge. Well, and let's just talk. Head. I'm sorry. I mean, go I, ahead. I no, apologize. Go ahead. Let's just talk about the elitism of that, right? Jim Acosta says, I deserve to be there because I am representing the people. I didn't vote for Jim Acosta. I didn't. uh, There was no referendum that I'm aware of where I said, this is the person I want in Washington, D.C. representing me. But your point is exactly right. We vote with our dollars. We vote with our feet. When we walk away from something, we vote with our eyeballs, with what we watch and what we don't watch. And Americans have voted with their eyeballs when it comes to CNN and decided, you know what, you're not doing, you're not representing the, the fairness of the media that we expect and their ratings are in the tank and so now they cater to the very very small audience that they still have and it doesn't reflect what is going on they consider themselves a bullhorn on one side of the argument not a journalist in in any way shape or form and so if they want to have you know get upset over jim acosta then they need to get upset when any journalist doesn't get the access but they also need to take maybe a look in the mirror and say you know what in that press briefing room there's only so many chairs and we already have ours and so we don't care who's getting shut out there's a lot getting shut out that would ask some pretty excellent questions if only they got a chance well you know they've got one fox guy that gets the biden goes to him mm-hmm. very regularly mm-hmm. newsmax they've got one that they'll take occasionally you know but during the trump administration cnn they were horrible they treat and all of the left the trump haters then the rhinos and you know all those they treated him with such disrespect. I have never seen it. They used to say we did that to Obama, but I didn't see that. I I didn't like the man. Well, and and but I 
I remember when Trump let in outlets that no one had ever let in before. You know what, Breitbart, you get in. Daily Caller, you get in. And where was the and where was the media outrage there? It was about why are you letting them in? Why are you letting? Uh, it's like, well, are you worried about competition? Are you worried that someone may ask a question that will highlight exactly what you're hiding? Because they do that, right? Bias is not only in the way that you know how they slant a news story that does air. Bias is also in the stories that never make it to air. Bias is in the stories that we see on social media but somehow never make it on tv and so there's a whole lot of ways they exercise bias over us and they'll have a bunch of excuses oh we don't have the personnel or we don't have the time or we just didn't have that video they have all of that we've seen them do it when it is a cause du jour that they care about and you and daniel are exactly right if it was a leak from a pipeline they're all over it 24 7 news coverage but you know what this was a train derailment in a county that voted for trump and let's just be honest to what this has done with the epa it's exposed the EPA for what it really is. And FEMA. Correct. FEMA hasn't shown up. If it would have been a hurricane, they'd have been blaming it on climate change. Right. They'd have been uh, doing this and doing that. Um, but we found out earlier in this week that we didn't realize there's an area in Florida that still hasn't received their insurance. They still don't have homes to go back to. There, Some of them are going back to moldy houses. And mold can be serious. I mean, very it serious. can be very seriously dangerous, depending on the mold. And, uh, I mean, my heart just goes out for these people. But you know, where's the compassion in America these days? Well, that's that's just it. It's uh, They're on the other side, so we're not going to help them. I mean, literally, you look at the EPA and say, you have one job, and it's to protect Americans. It's to do what you say you're going to do. But the EPA doesn't see that as their job anymore. The EPA sees themselves as a political arm of the administration. And so we're going to go after the administration's political enemies. We're going to use the power of this office. I mean, it was just last June that the Supreme Court ruled against the EPA in the case West Virginia versus EPA because the EPA was overstepping their boundaries of, of saying, you know what, EPA, you can't do this. Congress didn't give you the authority to do this. You need to cut it out. And they got their hand slapped by the Supreme Court. And so now I think their result, their response to that is, you know, we're just going to be hands off in these places. They're supposed to be protecting these citizens and they are dropping the ball. I've seen it happen everywhere. If there's not, if it doesn't fit their narrative, they're going to know where to be found, but they'll ask for, you know, a budget increase next year. So don't worry. About oh, yeah. That, yeah. We did have enough funds yes. so we need some more um years ago before daniel <laughs> i read something somebody else had written one time and i thought i really like what he's saying and it was a it was along this line and it was jay lear do you know who that is i don't okay well he was the original epa guy oh, okay and he said epa needs to be done way with and it needs to just be in the states so it shouldn't be a federal department. Mm -hmm. It should just be state departments. Mm -hmm. And uh, we know how well that went. Yeah. <laughs> department of Agriculture, when they started putting them in uh, Kansas City and, and different places, oh, we don't want to leave D.C. Uh, but he was with uh, uh, the Heartland Institute. Oh, okay. I don't know if he's still there now or not, but okay. well, he's the person who came up with the EPA, the first person in there. I don't remember whose administration it was in there, but it's a long time ago. It was. And, uh, you know, so he said they were getting too big for their britches and they weren't really accomplishing what, what the purpose of the EPA was. Now, I want to talk a little bit more about the environment here in just a minute, but I want to, I want to throw this out because we're talking about the EPA. I have this and I'm sure it'll go nowhere, but this is a congressman. He's a Republican congressman, and it's not the first time he's done this. 
But he's introducing a bill to abolish the Department of Education. Mm-hmm. Now, when President Ronald Reagan became president, before he was president, as he was campaigning the first time, that was what he said he was going to do. But it got bigger under him because, you see, he also had a swamp. And uh, unfortunately, I think he let the swamp talk him into too much, and I think Trump did too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's Congressman Clarion, uh, Thomas Massey from Kentucky, and it's not the first time he's done it. But when we keep talking about this national debt, all this spending and this money, the tax dollars that just get wasted with like EPA, the Department of Agriculture, the Department, the BLM, uh, Land, Bureau of Land Management, um, all of these. What if we got rid of them all? How much money would that save? Well, there'd be a lot of people out of work. But how much money would that actually save America? I would like to have somebody do some deep work on that. I don't have the time. You don't have the time. You're busy. But <laughs> that would be, be so interesting. Easily be billions. The, the education be put back in the states. The EPA put back in the states. I don't know that we need BLM at all. And there's others that I don't think we need at all. If I've said a long time ago, if we could send in our money to D.C. for education and other things, we'd have more money locally to spend on education and things. But we've got to hold of that worm, you know, those things that they promise you, you know, we're going to get you some computers for your school. And I like the one, broadband. That's what's wrong with America. We need more broadband. All right, we're heading into a break. When we come back, we'll be in the final segment of today's show. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann with Larry. Have you heard about vine-to-bar chocolate? It's the winemaker's chocolate, the world's first chocolate made with well-vined Chardonnay Mark from the beautiful coastal vineyards of North America. Gently pressed grapes are harvested after juicing, dried, and finely milled and carefully blended into the finest dark chocolate. The Chardonnay Mark contains highly beneficial grape nutrients, flavanols, and has a natural sweetness that flavors the luscious dark chocolate. Mouthwatering, flavorful, delectable dark chocolate goodness with Chardonnay sweetness and beneficial nutrients. And it's alcohol-free, too. It's vine-to-bar chocolate. Order some today at vinetobar.com. That's V-I-N-E-T-O-B-A-R.com. Cold ship to your door, it's Vine to Bar. Vine to Bar chocolate. Visit us at vinetobar.com. You can look for the silver lining or you can strengthen your portfolio with gold and silver. Optimism is planning for your own financial future. Melody Cedarstrom of Discount Gold and Silver Trading has been watching our economy and the banksters for well over 20 years. The U.S. has an unsustainable debt. While the timing of a collapse cannot be predicted, we know the proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back weighs heavier and heavier with each new stimulus and omnibus bill. Because of our debt and the lack of solid backing, those fiat 
dollars in your pocket continue to deflate in value. However, gold stays true, true wealth. Give Melody Cedarstrom a call at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Discount gold and silver trading for all your precious metal needs. And join Melody weekday afternoons at 4 p.m. Eastern Time on Financial Survival Radio. Visit DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com. Have you ever met a single person in your life that enjoys paying taxes? No, no one does. If you can't sleep at night because you have a huge problem with the IRS, I've got some free advice for you. This service is strictly limited to individuals that owe the IRS $10,000 or more in back taxes. And if you qualify, we can guarantee that you won't be writing a big fat check to the IRS or our services cost you nothing. The first 100 people that call today will get a free tax consultation worth $500. Stop worrying about your IRS problem. We can help you. We promise. Call the tax doctor right now. I mean right now to learn more. 800-668-2493-800-668-2493-800-668-2493. That's 800-668-2493. Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy one, get one free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and roll-and-go anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the radio listener specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code Bethann or call 1-800-978-6168. Don't miss this incredible opportunity to buy one, get one free on select products. You will also receive Mike's book absolutely free with any purchase. Call 1-800-978-6168 or go to the radio listener special page at MyPillow.com. Promo code Bethann. We have returned. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. And uh, I do want to encourage you to uh, sign up for Substack. It is free. It's just substack.com. Or if you'd rather, you don't have to sign up for it to read it. Send us your email address and we will put you on the email list and you will get the Substack. Now, some of you who have emailed me periodically, I have put you on the list. And uh, if you don't like it, you can always remove yourself. It's, It's no big deal. Um, but it is completely free. It's a free publication. I have been doing my diligence to write every day on it. Um, so we call it Beyond the Microphone, the fifth segment, because we have four segments in the show, and it's the fifth segment. Now, I know that I have told you several uh, different news outlets or opinion outlets that I really, really enjoy, and American Greatness is one of them. Edward Ring wrote this um Back in January the 24th, the environmentalist assault on civilization. And he says, with prosperity, we can adapt as we always have. With tyranny, we can do nothing. And he goes on to say, climate alarmists in tyranny with green wrapping delivered with terror. Now, you're a fairly young man. (laughs) 
He likes to I hear will, that. I'm putting that on my LinkedIn right now. <laughs> Fairly young. Because now you got a feeling with the age of your children, you're about the age of a couple of my sons. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm young, so you have to be yeah, young. absolutely. But um, I go back and I remember global – I remember acid rain. Mm-hmm. I remember global cooling. I remember – global warming, and then when they just couldn't decide, they just threw it in there, climate change. Mm -hmm. None of the things in all those years. I was in high school during the acid rain. I was probably in junior high in acid rain and global cooling. Nothing they've ever said has come to fruition. Not one thing that they have predicted has ever, ever happened. And yet they still consider themselves successful. Well, they're very, very wealthy because they are making money on this. So he goes back to uh, to the 60s when that was very popular. But he also talks about somebody did this out of curiosity, checking on CO2. And they realized there's no way you can ever get rid of CO2. Now, he says without while burning fossil fuel. But I added on there, or while exhaling, you're never going to get rid of CO2. It's not it's not toxic like the spill in Ohio. But this is part of what you are fighting mm-hmm. with power of the future. Because the climate change alarmists, the climate change alarmists and the green movement, it isn't about making America green. It's <laughs> the green in their pockets, money. But it has affected every part of our lives. And I'm going to kind of hand it over to you yeah, with that. Yeah, you're, you're, uh, so much good stuff there to chew on. Let's just talk about it real quick. Because, I mean, it was CNN, I think just a month or two ago, had on Paul, I want to say his last name to Einwright, Stanford biologist, wrote a book, The Population <laughs> Bomb, right? Where he predicted that millions and millions would starve to death by the end of the 70s. And, and so, okay, guy makes prediction, prediction's wrong. What is the usual thing? Well, we don't listen to that guy anymore. No, he still gets a central segment on 60 Minutes. They gloss over it. Oh, yeah, he's made some predictions that were wrong. No, he made a major prediction that was majorly wrong. And so if I were to go on any radio show and say, I know the world's going to end tomorrow and the world doesn't end tomorrow, people are going to say, that guy doesn't know what he's talking about yet. You put PhDs after their name. If you put uh, uh, it's all for the earth and it's all for green, they all of a sudden have this veneer of unaccountability to where they don't ever, ever have to say that they're wrong. And you're right. They predicted global cooling. Well, then it got hotter. Global warming. Then it got cooler. And so they and it's a pretty good racket if you can get away with it. They just said, you know what? Any weather event that happens that makes the news, we're just going to call that climate change. And then we get money all the time, not just when it gets hot or cold and, and and we see people today like Bill Gates who is asked about, you know, aren't you a hypocrite for flying on your private jets while telling everyone else to give up their carbon? And he says, oh, no, it's different because I pay for my offsets, the gold standards for offsets. And there you have it, right? Every quote-unquote solution, I use the term loosely because they never bring solutions that they bring to us, just magically happen to be the transfer of money and the more power for government. Isn't that amazing that that's how we're going to change the weather? By more money and giving Washington more power? Any American who thinks about it knows that Washington has only done things to mess things up and putting them in charge of more things is never going to work. Never efficient. Never efficient. And so that is their only solution because that is their real agenda. They want political power. They don't, we've, you know, you and I have talked about it. They're happy with oil coming out of the ground as long as it's in Saudi Arabia. 
They were Joe Biden loves fracking as long as it was in Ukraine and his son was getting a cut. And so it is interesting to see all these things that they say they care about, i.e. the planet, but they really only seem to care about as long as it's within our borders and as long as it increases their political power. And Americans are on to it and they're watching all these hip, this hypocritical behavior, these hypocritical actions, and Americans hopefully have had enough. I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we said to talk about it and I said a long time ago why can't we just say in fact i think ben i was working for dairy brownfield i said i can say no why can't you just say no mm-hmm. why can't we just push back that's not now they're telling us if we do that then we have hate speech or we we're just you know but this guy says we can't really he says anyone hoping to stop the environmentalist assault on civilization must realize that it is not enough the challenge the it's not enough to challenge the individual policies He goes on to say here, what could work, however, would be to challenge the core premise of the climate alarmist movement. Learn the facts, evaluate the arguments of contrarian experts, and make up your own mind. In other words, push back with intelligence, common sense. He says doing this, we is deemed anti, could be deemed antisocial. You know, you're going to be antisocial. It may be suppressed. They're going to take you off Facebook or something. Um, but it's a healthy expression of sanity. A healthy expression of sanity. And we need to recognize this. He said, used to be when people did something like this and said something absurd, we just called them lunatics. Mm-hmm. And now we call them intellectuals. You know, I'm saying that. He didn't say that part. It's like, this is ridiculous that we don't push back. Because you know the... The heart of a conservative, a true conservative, especially in rural America, they just want left alone. Mm-hmm. They go, that's an idiot. We're not even going to you know, argue with the fool. But the whole idea of climate change and the Green New Deal and all of these things is to break America. And when they push at the American individual, it's to break the American's spirit. We can't let them do that. That's why we're here. That's why you're where you are. We can't let them remove our American spirit. That spirit of independence, that's been my fear, is that we've lost that spirit of independence. We've been so comfortable. We didn't experience what our founding fathers did. But they'd have been pushing back big time. They did. I don't know that I'm going to dump tea in the harbor, but we need to do something. We're about out of time, Larry. <laughs> Thank you so much. It's the so fastest good. hour of the day. I appreciate you so much. And, you know, like they are in the show, we all must work together to bring America home. God bless you all. Have a great weekend. Home.